everyone. Today we are going to tackle a big one. I recently shared a book on my Instagram stories about modesty along with a few other posts on the topic and it inspired me to put my thoughts together and make an episode. This is also a topic that quite a few of you have recommended that I tackle. So here I am. Talking about modesty pretty much always feels like opening a can of worms because there are so many different ideas surrounding modesty in the Christian community. Quite frankly, many that are rooted in emotion rather than scripture. We often think that God's word doesn't have much to say about how we dress. It just seems too mundane for God to actually care about, but We are reminded in 1 Corinthians 10.31 that whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, we are to do all to the glory of God. And this command is profound because it shows us that God is interested in the everyday parts of our lives, not just the seemingly spiritual or the things that we have deemed religious. God's word actually does have a lot to say about how we dress, and we can look to scripture to find our standard. In our culture today, I would say how we dress is a key way to express ourselves, to outwardly show what is inside our hearts, and most importantly, as a way to set ourselves apart. As Christians, how we dress should reflect the modest and holy lives we live, just like our attitudes and our words should also reflect that. Now, there's always the cry of legalism, When it comes to modesty, because modesty steps on toes, it doesn't feel good to the flesh, it produces a godly shame, and our fleshly reaction to that is defensiveness. So I'm going to try to approach this gently. I'm not here to set standards that God has not, and ultimately it is up to the listener to not just take my word for these things, but take them to God and seek what his word has to say. So the book I mentioned, I shared earlier, is Christian Modesty and the Public Undressing of America by Jeff Pollard, and he addresses legalism very well in his book. He mentions that it is never legalism to call God's children to obey him according to his word. Legalism is creating laws and rules foreign to scripture, adding on to standards that God has set. So for example, within the realm of modesty. We are commanded to be modest, but legalism would be me saying something like, you can only be modest in dresses and skirts, so all Christian women should only wear dresses and skirts. This is not true. It's not the standard set in scripture. We certainly could talk about femininity in our culture of androgyny. I think that is a worthwhile conversation to have, maybe on another episode, but the issue of modesty is not necessarily pants versus skirts or pixie cut versus long braid. There are certainly women that may feel that they are most modest in dresses and skirts, and that is totally valid. I feel like I'm sort of leaning that way myself, almost unintentionally. But that is a personal conviction, not a standard found in scripture. What we do find in scripture is how much of our body should be covered and why. So in the book I mentioned, the author goes through the history of the swimsuit industry, 
which is really interesting. And he also takes a look at clothing throughout the Bible, and he comes to the conclusion that the biblical model suggests a standard of at least neck to below the knee covering. Now, this clearly leaves us a lot of Christian freedom. The argument is not for a return to the robes of the ancient days. God made us all different in different time periods with uh, different personal tastes and style. You don't have to look like Ma Ingalls or a prairie muffin to be modest. I like looking like a prairie muffin, but you don't have to. Modesty doesn't have to be frilly. It doesn't have to be like the Duggar denim skirts that we think about when we hear the word modesty. We live in a modern age with a lot of different fabrics, colors, designs, and that is a blessing. We can cultivate modesty in the styles that we enjoy the most. That may be floral dresses, that may be the denim skirt, and that is totally fine. Um, it would be very boring if we all wore the same things and the same colors. I'm not advocating for an Amish lifestyle at all. Another thing I feel important to mention is that modesty does not mean covering up the fact that you are a woman. It doesn't equate androgyny. God actually delights in the differences between men and women, and we are to never blur the lines. The distinctions between male and female are rooted in the creation order and are to be maintained. So, modesty does not mean frumpiness in an attempt to cover up your gender. God is interested in beautiful things. God is the creator of every good and beautiful thing on this earth, and as women, every day that we wake up, we get to cultivate that beauty in our own lives, in what we cook, in how we keep our home, and certainly in how we dress. The Lord delights when we cultivate beauty for his glory. God is interested in beautiful things, so modesty is not frumpiness or embarrassment of our womanly bodies, but rather a care for the way that we present ourselves as living instruments of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, 20, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Jeff Pollard says, Christian modesty is the inner self-government rooted in a proper understanding of oneself before God, which outwardly displays itself in humility and purity from a genuine love of Jesus Christ rather than in self-glorification or self-advertisement. In 1 Timothy 2.9, we see that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness, with good works. Now, this was addressing some issues in the church where the women were acting like church gatherings were New York Fashion Week, but it still applies to how we adorn ourselves today. Paul is not saying that it's wrong to wear nice clothes. We see that the Proverbs 31 woman clothed herself in high-quality garments. Paul's not saying even that it doesn't matter what you wear as long as you're doing good works, but rather that the goodness of God in us and our love for him naturally outflows as dressing ourselves in modest and respectable clothing according to God's standards, not 
the worlds. Again, modesty is not frumpiness, but our pursuit of beauty should be done to glorify God and steward the gifts we are given, not to bring attention to ourselves or the shape of our body. John Calvin, in a commentary on 1 Timothy, said, Undoubtedly, the dress of a virtuous and godly woman must differ from that of a strumpet. If piety must be tested by works, this profession ought to be visible in chaste and becoming dress. And this is true because what is on the inside will inevitably flow to the outside. Which brings us to another point that we hear often, that modesty is a heart condition. It's a heart issue. And that's a true but very nuanced statement. I would agree and say yes, it is a heart issue precisely because our hearts are the issue. We see in Jeremiah 17, 9 that our hearts are deceitful above all and desperately sick. The emotions and conclusions that come from our heart are not always truth. Our heart is not the arbiter of truth. God's word is. Our feelings do not determine what glorifies God. God does. We are called to die to our flesh and take up the cross and that's going to hurt a little bit. So, if modesty being a heart posture brings someone to the conclusion that it's okay to wear provocative, revealing clothing because God knows their heart, well, yes, he does, and it's not a heart postured toward him. We are to follow the Lord, not the world, and refusal to forsake the world and refusal to forsake our flesh will never cultivate a modest heart and therefore will not outflow to the outward appearance. My personal journey with modesty happened without me knowing it. Um, This may not be your story. This is just my personal experience. Um, But my venture to modest dress was not intentional. There wasn't a moment where I was like, okay, I'm no longer wearing short shorts and crop tops. Not that that is a bad resolve to make by any means, but I just don't think I ever considered the issue, quite frankly. Um, It was purely the Lord working in my heart to bring me where I am now. And I've only recently noticed that after going through some of my old content, and I just could not believe some of the things I thought were okay to wear and some of the pictures I thought were okay to post. So, I just had realized, like, how far I had come, and as I had sought the Lord more and more, just in a general sense, like I said, I wasn't saying, like, God, what is modesty? What do you want me to wear? It wasn't that. I was simply seeking Him and His Word, and I guess that just eventually overflowed into my physical appearance and what I felt comfortable clothing myself in. I remember the last time I wore a swimsuit. It was the summer of 2019 at the beach, and it was like a high-waisted bikini type thing, and I was so uncomfortable. Just so uncomfortable. Not because I don't like my body or like my size. It was just not right to be wearing that, and I knew it even if I didn't know it. It was a miserable time, and I have not worn a swimsuit since, and I will probably never wear one again, 
that's not an issue for me because I don't like swimming. It makes me claustrophobic. But anyways, that summer was also the summer that I started wearing pants instead of shorts most of the time, even in the heat. And last summer, I actually didn't wear my jean shorts at all. The only shorts I have now are some pajama shorts to sleep in in the summer months. I remember last summer, I was even uncomfortable in those just around the house. So I'll probably get a nightgown or something grandma-ish like that (laughs) for this summer. But again, this was unintentional. I just started becoming more and more uncomfortable in things, even if I didn't know why right away. And I still have a ways to go. Glorifying God in all that we do is a lifelong pursuit, and I'm in no way saying that I have arrived, um, but I just wanted to share, I guess, my personal experience with modesty and um, how I got to where I am now. There is so much more that we could talk about in regards to modesty of heart and modesty of dress, but hopefully this just gave you a little spark to pursue this topic. I highly recommend the book Christian Modesty and the Public Undressing of America. I think I read it in one night. It's short, it's sweet, and it's to the point. Ultimately, if you are seeking wisdom on the issue of modesty, go to God's word with a hunger for holiness, you will find his answers there. The world does not get to set the standard for beauty. Beautiful is the one who fears the Lord, adorns the gospel, and is gentle and quiet in spirit. So be encouraged, ladies. Pursue holiness, and I will talk to you in the next one.